This morning, the White House issuing a stern warning to Congress, pass foreign funding or risk kneecapping Ukraine on the battlefield. A letter from the Office of Management and Budget Director comes as Congress returns to work this morning with a critical agenda on the table. Border talks have stalled, complicating the passage of President Biden's $106 billion supplemental aid package that includes money for the U.S.-Mexican border, Ukraine, and Israel. CNN's Lauren Fox is joining us now from Capitol Hill this morning. Uh, Lauren, where are we? What's the latest? Yes, yeah, Sarah, this was always going to be a very heavy lift for Republicans and Democrats to come together on an issue as vexing as immigration, especially given the fact that the White House is giving those stern warnings that they need money for Ukraine as soon as possible. I'm told from three sources familiar that border talks stalled over the weekend. Negotiators had a conversation on Friday evening, but after that, they did not continue to talk throughout the weekend. That is because Democrats, in their view, think that Republicans are pushing these talks too far and too close to what the House passed immigration bill included earlier this year. That is a non-starter, Democrats say, and part of the reason that there is a pause in these talks. Now, I've covered a lot of these negotiations up here on Capitol Hill. It's very common that negotiations fall apart before they come back together, but things are not in a good place right now. And multiple sources that I'm talking to believe that it's possible that the Senate could move forward with this money for Ukraine and Israel without additional border funding. The problem, not additional border funding, but changes to border policy, the problem with that approach is that it's dead on arrival in the House of Representatives. Speaker Mike Johnson has made extremely clear that he is going to need robust policy changes from the Senate in order to move forward in his chamber. Democrats also need Republican votes in the Senate, and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has made clear that he also wants robust policy changes to the southern border. So things not in a good place right now. This morning, things can always change, Sarah, but right now it looks like those border talks are stalled. Uh, I think the headline here, border talk stalled, not in a good place when it comes to trying to put this through Congress. Thank you so much, uh, Lauren, for your reporting. Kate. And joining us now for more on all of this is Washington correspondent for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Tia Mitchell. Tia, help me out with this, because what Sarah and Lauren were talking about, this really, it's, it's very important, and it's all coming to a head right now. Specifically, the fight over aid to Ukraine, it's really been churning up for weeks, and the argument from Republicans that are bulking is that they essentially when it comes specifically to Ukraine and is they want to hear more clearly from Joe Biden where the money's going, what the goal is for the United States. But that letter from the White House this morning really seem, seems to be trying to address it, but very clearly offering this warning. It's knee, if we don't give them money, it, we're kneecapping Ukraine on the battlefield. What really is at the core of this disagreement then? Well, also one of the problems with the Ukraine funding is that there are some House Republicans that really won't support it no matter what. The White House can provide all the justification, all the accountability measures, and there are just some Republicans who just on principle don't want to spend more U.S. dollars to aid Ukraine. And so therefore, Speaker Mike Johnson has to figure out what can he get enough Republicans to support 
some type of funding with Ukraine, either by packaging it with um, border security funding, for example, packaging it with that support for Israel. Um, and, and it's hard, again, his majority is now that much slimmer, and that means he has fewer votes he can lose. And quite frankly, just um, in Republicans, particularly support for the war in Ukraine is waning. And as you as you met, as you know, the Republican majority in the House is slimmer. But it does set up this strange dynamic because you have the Republican leaders in both the House and Senate who are supportive of more Ukraine aid. Both Mike Johnson and Mitch McConnell has very much been t talking about their support for making sure that Ukraine has what it needs. Do you think this could be another situation when you're looking at the more complex uh, situation in the House where the House Speaker needs Democrats to approve this, and what would that then mean for his speakership, do you think? So it's very interesting dynamic. As you know, Kevin McCarthy was removed as speaker because he passed legislation by relying on Democrats. And more and more, it's looking at nothing can pass in the House nothing kind of of consequence without the help of Democrats. And what we're seeing is that the honeymoon is ending for Speaker Mike Johnson. There are more and more conservative hardline Republicans saying they're unhappy that, you know, he's looking to Democrats to solve some of the issues they're facing on the floor. It's really a no win for any Republican leader. This is just more pronounced, but it's been that way for quite a while, quite frankly, in the U.S. House. There are no easy solutions. And quite frankly, part of it is because our U.S. government was built on kind of this principle of no side should get everything they want. There should be a level of compromise and coming towards the middle. That's quite frankly what our founding fathers envisioned. But unfortunately, particularly under, in the hard right, that unwillingness to work together, that willingness to kind of dig in to get your way is kind of what what they are, are prioritizing right now. So it's really causing a lot of breakdowns, particularly among Republicans. And, and at the same time, Tia, you have the House Speaker saying this weekend that he thinks he has the votes to formally launch an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. One person who thinks that is a bad idea is Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis. Let me play what he said. I think they run the risk of doing an inquiry that doesn't necessarily lead anywhere while they've been ignoring a lot of the problems that our voters are talking about. Make sure you're not ignoring all these other issues and don't use that inquiry as kind of a Trojan horse to not then meet your responsibilities on all these other things. I thought that was really interesting hearing that coming from him. What do you do with that? It's, I mean, I think in a way he's right because what he's saying is that you guys may be focusing on an impeachment inquiry, put all your time and effort into hearings and investigations and fact finding and still not come up with anything truly incriminating against President Biden. Meanwhile, you're facing government funding shutdowns. You're facing the expiration of um, the um, aviation authority, um, sur foreign surveillance, this foreign aid to Israel and Ukraine. And, and there are so many things that are on the table, the uh, National Defense Authorization Act. There are things on the table that American people would like to see done, plus the bigger issues, the economy and prices and 
and AI, and he's saying we could be focused on that and not on an impeachment inquiry that could go nowhere. Yeah, and you, as we have heard from members of Congress from the beginning of time, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, but they really have not proven to be so great at that of reason for sure. Tia, thank you so much. It's good to see you.